Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. God is so awesome. He is so wonderful. He is so patient. He is so kind. He is so loving. He is, he is incredible. He is awesome. He's in this place. Um, thank you, Father God, for the, who you are, Jesus. Thank you, Father God, for loving us, for seeing us, for calling us by name, for choosing us, Lord God. When we did not choose you, you chose us, oh, Father God. Thank you, Father God, for being here. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that we get to worship you. We have the privilege of giving you praise, giving you thanks for who you are. Thank you, Father God, for your word, Lord. Father, I pray that your word would just fall in our hearts today, fall in our minds, and that it will transform us from the inside out, Jesus. And that we would desire, as Pastor Mike was saying, desire a deepness just to know you, to love you. Thank you, Father God, for who you are. We thank you that you're good and faithful. We give you all the praise and glory. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen, amen. Is it me or is it a little loud or is it me? Because I'm the one talking. <laughs> That's fine. Okay, okay, cool. <laughs> like I'm in a pool. Um, all right, so, man, we've been in this series called Exposed. Can somebody say Exposed. Oh, my goodness. Man, I don't know about y'all, but it has been a season of exposure for me where God has been exposing some things in my heart, in my mind, that I just want to share with you very candidly. And I just, I'm asking the Lord to just continue to walk us through this journey that we've been on. Because honestly, I was, as I was prepping, it was hard for me to remember what we were doing before this. Is anybody else kind of there? Like, what, what was going on, right, friend? You understand what's up, Jackie? What were we doing before? <laughs> you know, and so I was like, thank the Lord, what was going on? So I went back to, like, some of the notes and uh, looked on, you know, the, the laptop and looked at some of my notes. And, you know, even back, back in August, the staff went on a retreat, and it was amazing. It was an awesome time with the staff together. Went uh, to the mountains, and uh, we just sought the Lord, and it was a great time, man. And he was then exposing things in our own heart and we were able to confess to each other and we were praying for each other and just the fellowship was just sweet the food was good uh, so just all of it was just amazing and God was from then just starting this work in us individually as a staff uh, for, for the church and it was just amazing so back in August and then we started this series called Back to Basics I don't know if you guys remember that if you're here for the first time joining us we're in a series in October I mean August called Back to Basics where we, we talked about what it looks like to actually follow Jesus. And we looked at the example of the early church and how they followed Jesus through this book, How to Bless God by Blessing Others. And we talked about the early believers and what it looked like when they followed Jesus and how today maybe it's not the same, how we're following Jesus. And then we had, you know, a bunch of guests in September. We had Rick Bicedecki here, Ferdy, uh, Annabeth, Murray Tillis. We celebrated Cross Point's 32nd birthday. Woo, woo. And then while we uh, started a series, Rediscovering Church, and through the leading of the Holy Spirit, Pastor Mike was like, look, we about to flip the whole script. Forget what you knew the last 32 years. It's about to be different, right? And so the Holy Spirit has been leading us uh, through this journey, and we started this series on Exposed, and it's just for me uh, has been uh, monumental, honestly, just how God has um, 
showing me things to grow me you know, deeper with him, and it's been amazing. So I hope it's the same for you. I, I was just even talking to Lauren just earlier, like, man, just even this model has been just like, man, people are like learning. We're learning the word. We're, we're able to dialogue, have some dialogue around what, you know, the teaching, and so it's been awesome. So I've definitely benefited, and I'm so grateful for God and how he's leading us because it's clear. It's obvious that God is in charge. He's leading, and we're just, I want to bow to his, um, his leading. So, um, so I'm going to be very candid with you guys about some things I've seen in my own life. And, um, you know, hopefully you can relate. If not, then you're perfect, and that's awesome. I'm trying to be like you. So uh, there's that. But um, the Bible does say to examine yourself, right? Examine yourself to see if you're in the faith. Not to see if you're, if you're saved, but just to examine yourself. Because, look, we all are on different journeys in general. Some of us came to the Lord years ago. Some of us a couple years ago. And from the moment we give our life to Christ, life has happened, right? Life has happened, families, kids, moving, work, different places, life has happened. And so from the moment we said, yes, Lord, I'm sorry, forgive me for my ways, I want to surrender to you, we've lived a full life. And so from that moment on, a lot has changed, but God is calling us back to that place when we said, Lord, I want to give it to you, right? He's calling us back to that place of intimacy where we first met him and gave him our everything. And so a lot has happened and can happen, and so... Um, God is wanting to expose just what's in us so that we can see him more clearly. As Mike was talking about, we can see his glory more clearly. We can see his goodness more clearly when he exposes uh, just the weak areas of our hearts, of our minds. Um, so, um, yeah, so when it comes to the um, just kind of what I've been seeing about myself, you know, I'm realizing that I'm not actually following Jesus. What? What did he just say? Did he just say he wasn't following Jesus? I think he did. Not in the way that the Bible clearly teaches. You know, I've come to find out, oh, maybe I'm kind of coming up with this, my own version of who Jesus is. You know, my comfy Jesus. He's a cool Jesus. He's just, you know, he's the, the, rather than what the Bible clearly says who Jesus is and how to serve him. You know, I'm not following Jesus in that way. Okay, um, I have idols in my life. Dang, got some idols. Okay, I'm not going to Walmart and picking up some statues and putting them in the house and bound down to them. But there are things I'm putting before God. Things that he is not getting my full attention. But there's other things, right, that get my attention before the Lord does. Um, there is, when it comes to the, the, four the four principles we talked about in Second Chronicles, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, right? I'm not humble. Well, dang, just say it. I'm not humble. And it's not like I want to be prideful. I'm not trying to be a jerk, right? But I'm not humble in the way that we talked about. This selfless life, this selfless living, it's humility, right? Um, yeah, it would have been funny if I came up here and said, I'm actually humble. Then y'all have been like, yeah, yeah, you need to learn something. You're not, right? But yeah, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not humble in the way uh, or haven't been humble. And I'm not saying like this is who I am. I, you know, I'm, I'm not saying that's who I am. I'm just saying this is what I've been processing. Man, I, I'm struggling with humility, with, you know, having idols, putting things before God. Um, you know, not seeking his, him as often as I should and not, um, not seeking his face like my life depends on it. Like my actual life depends on it. Does it? I think it does. I have a hard time turning away from my wicked or God-forgetting ways. Why? 
because I forget to include God in every single thing I do. You might be saying, yo, Aaron, calm down. Take it easy, man. Relax. Like, I don't know if you guys ever seen Nacho Libre. Take it easy, okay? Nobody, anybody, anybody, somebody. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Take it easy, okay? No, yeah, right? Like, it's okay. You're all right. Take it easy. You'll, you'll be fine. Um, but I want to remind you, you know, just of how Jesus saw our condition and uh, through the story of uh, the young rich ruler. You know, this guy was enthusiastic, man. He came, like, he, the Bible says he came running. Like, he was running, and he knelt down. He knelt down. He was like, good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Like, what must I do? And Jesus said, good teacher, why are you calling me good? You know, first he addresses, like, his humanity. Like, why are you calling me good? There's no one good but God alone. There's no one good but God alone. Right? And then... Uh, he goes on to say, yeah, you know, well, uh, what, look, you know the commandments. Honor your mother and father. Don't commit murder. You know, don't steal. So you know what? I've been doing these things since I was young. I, I, I'm on it. I'm on it. Well, I've been doing it. I'm on it. And then Jesus was like, one thing you do lack, with, with love in his heart, just sell, your, sell all your possessions. And then the guy went away sorrowful. And, you know, in our, in our enthusiastic, in our, in our approach to God, because I, I love just this right here. I love being around people. It just gets me excited. I love b- being able to read the word, talk to Pastor Mike about the word. And even in our enthusiasm, even in the, the times we're trying and we're like, yes, Lord, I'm doing these things, he can say, but there's one thing you're lacking, right? There's one thing you're lacking. You know, and, and, he's, and what he's doing is just exposing. He's just exposing our heart. Not to put us down, but so that we can see him more clearly. So that we can see him and what this life is supposed to be more clearly. And, and what, God does, he, what God doesn't do, he doesn't just leave us in our weakness. He doesn't just leave us to figure it out. He meets us in our brokenness. He speaks the truth, and he sends us on our way. And we see this clearly with the woman who was caught in adultery. Some of you guys may know the story about the woman caught in adultery. So... First of all, there were some weirdos who ever caught her, like, having adultery. So they bring her to, <laughs> to Jesus, right? And like, hey, look, the, the law commands that we stone this woman to death because she was caught in adultery. And some of you guys know the story. Jesus says, okay, if, if any of y'all, if you guys are without sin, if you guys are so perfect, why don't you be the first one to cast the stone? Cast the first stone. Go ahead. And so nobody does it, right? Nobody does it. And they start to walk away one by one, starting with the oldest. They all walk away. And then Jesus asks this lady who had sinned. She, you know, she, she messed up. And she has been feeling that shame, you know, like regret, guilt. And he says, where, where are they that accuse you? Does anyone accuse you? And she said, no one. No one, Lord. And he said, neither do I. Neither do I condemn you. I don't condemn you either. Go and sin no more. So in our weakness, in our weakness, in our moments of weakness, God meets us there. He speaks his truth, and he sends us on, right? And so this is what I believe that God has for us as we've been going through this series of exposure. He's meeting us in our weakness. Like, hey, yeah, I know you've been wrestling with that. That's been hard for you to get over. And he wants us to see it so he can speak truth to the issues of our hearts, and he can send us on our way. So I'm just going to go through the, the four different places where I've seen some of weakness in my own heart. 
um, and just, yeah, just we'll talk about it and what the Lord has to say about it. And so um, when it comes to humility, when it comes to humility, just kind of humbling ourselves, um, you know, in short, we said that humility, in short, is selflessness. And in some efforts of, you know, trying to be selfless, I'm actually seeing that, I'm, oh, I'm actually selfish. Dang it. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Like you're trying to do something, out of, nobody knows. Okay, I appreciate it. It is selfless. <laughs> and then you actually, oh, I'm actually kind of selfish. I'm, I'm, I did that out of selfish ambition. Dang it. That was actually for me, it wasn't for the person. For example, uh, we have a neighbor, uh, one of our neighbors. Uh, our neighbors are pretty awesome. They're cool. Uh, one has, happens to be a, a family member, uh, Fredericks, represent. Um, anyway, so our neighbor to the right, they just had a baby. Uh, they just had a baby boy. And, um, and I've been just thinking about, like, hey, we got to do, some, do something for them. We got to do something for them. We got to bless them. We got to bless them with something, man. They just had a baby boy. This is their second child. Their first boy is Liam. Uh, we got to do something. You know, we've been talking about it. And just feeling this, like, this, like, pressure, like, do something. Do something. Do it. The actual act of doing something kind for them, there's something wrong with that. But that pressure, where's that pressure that, you know, that I'm feeling like to, to do something? Is it for them? Is it for their sake? Or is it for my sake so I can feel like I did something for somebody? Is that too real? I'm being too real? Right? What is it for? Is it for them or is it for me? So God has been exposing what it means to be humble. What is, what is, the, what is the, the goal of of loving the people of what we've been talking about this whole time is it for the sake of love or or do we have any selfish ambition okay so um we haven't got her anything yet okay <laughs> but the reason is this there is a pace of humility there's a pace right not this kind of frantic frantic you know do something quick because it's the right thing to do well, where's the heart behind that, right? Where's the heart behind that? Because anybody can just say, you know, yeah, just do something, you know, get some for her and, you know, make them feel special, whatever. But what if instead it was a conversation with the Lord? Father, you know, you know they just had a kid. Um, what, can, what do they need? What do they need? What can, we, what can we bless them with? They just had this child. What can we bless them with and make them feel special? You know, we've already met them. They've, they've been over and stuff. What, what can we do to just bless them? And so that's the approach. Rather than, you know, just trying to do something for the sake of it, we can hear from the Lord, you know, and, and, and allow him to tell us. Because then who gets the glory? God gets the glory. God gets the glory when we go to him. Just like uh, was Pam, Pam's idea where she was saying, hey, look, God may not be putting somebody in your heart yet, but... Pray about it. You never know what's going to happen. When somebody comes in your mind, you can pray about it for the blessing baskets, and you can bless somebody, right? It's the, just the pace of humility, not just doing things for the sake of doing it, but waiting to hear from the Lord and then moving in his timing and his way. So, um, yeah, just humility. So maybe that's not you. Maybe you Maybe you got it figured out. Maybe you got it down to a science, and I got to take notes. I should be sitting here, you know what I'm saying? I, maybe you got it, right? Maybe that's not you. Maybe... You know, you do a great job in what you do, and, and you get a lot of accolades for your work. Or maybe, you know, you, you have low self-esteem, and you, it kind of comes off as prideful, but you're just kind of really beating yourself up. Whatever it is in, the, in regards to humility, 
God wants to expose, you know, our areas of weakness when, in regards to humility, and he wants us to learn from him. He's the best teacher. Uh, Matthew eleven, twenty nine. 29, um, he, he says that. He says this in Matthew eleven twenty nine. He says, take up my yoke and learn from me, because I am lowly and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. So Jesus is lowly, and he's humble in heart, in his heart. Like, in his heart, he is humble. He's not trying to put on any kind of, he just is. He is humility personified. And so I believe he is trying to get us to be humble in heart. Not out of our actions, but we have a humble heart as he is humble. And that the actions will flow out of a good heart from him. So in humility, that's kind of an area of weakness that God's been exposing. All right, so Second Chronicles 7 said, if you'd humble yourself, and pray. And so, you know, I would like to think that I do a good job of praying, you know. I, I do like to talk to God a lot about a lot, a lot of different things, but I feel like when things get heated, for me, I've been seeing, oh, maybe I don't always go to him. When I feel like things are getting a little bit more heated with family stuff, I don't really always talk to him. I don't really always talk to him. I remember having a great conversation with Pastor Mike, and he was like, hey, man, um, Trust the Lord. Trust God with how your family views you. I'll never forget that. Like, trust God with how your family sees you and what you're doing. Right? Because in, when, you know, when things are happening and there's conflict in the family, am I really praying about it? You know, we'll be praying when things are good. Man, things are great. Let's pray. Let's pray all day. But when there's a little bit of friction, how much am I actually praying? But maybe that's not you. Maybe that's not you. Maybe you pray all the time. Maybe you pray about everything. Maybe you, you do a great job of, of praying, and especially when life gets rough. Or, or maybe, maybe you just sometimes forget to pray. Maybe some aspects of your life you don't, you don't think you need to rely on God for. Or maybe there's, like, there's some secret sin that's kind of hidden you haven't told anybody about, and so you, it's hard to talk to God because there's some unconfessed sin. But whatever, whatever the situation God wants to expose us when it comes to praying, when it actually means to go to him in prayer. And Jesus taught us. He taught us how to pray. He taught his disciples how to pray. And, you know, you guys may know this. He said, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Right? And so he taught his disciples the greatest thing about prayer. You have a Father God. We're praying to our Father. We're praying to our, our Dad who is king of the world. He is king of the universe. That's who we're praying to. Not only that, but he owns everything. He is everything. He is before all things, and all things exist because of him. Our Father who art in heaven, holy is your name. There is nobody like you. So he taught his disciples how to pray, to, how to talk to your Father, not talking to this machine, not talking to this hand in the sky. They're talking to a real Real God who is personal. Whatever situation, whatever God's been revealing to you, allow him to expose the area of prayer in your life and where you are. Jesus will teach us how to pray. Then for seeking God's face. So for me, I love to read the Bible. I love to read the Bible. Anybody else like to read the Bible? 
Okay, awesome, awesome. Um, and yeah, I just love it. I love talking about it. I love just seeing things I haven't seen before. I love being able to you know be in the groups and discuss it in more detail. I love it. But even in seeking God, even in seeking Him, God's showing me, oh yeah, you could you can be doing that wrong too. You could be doing that wrong. You could be checking the box, as Pastor Mike says. Checking the box, just kind of reading, you know, because I know I got I I to read every morning. got to read every morning because if I don't do it, man, my whole day is going to be, anybody know what I'm talking about? You got to get that in in the morning, man. So I want to share something with you. So it was a couple weeks ago, and um, I was having some Chick-fil-A. I was having Chick-fil-A. And it was, I mean, okay, so it was breakfast. It was one spicy sandwich and one regular has anybody had the spicy sandwich before? The spicy chicken sandwich? Yes. One spicy, one regular. That was my breakfast, okay? And jam on it, jelly, strawberry jelly on it. I learned that in Georgia, so don't be embarrassed. Strawberry jelly, okay? Um, and, yes, yeah, so I was eating, and I was going to, you know, have some quiet time afterwards. I'm gonna, I was going to read, you know. I was going to have a little quiet time afterwards. So I was finished eating, and... Um, I felt full, like I was feeling full, and I just, like the Holy Spirit was telling me, so now you get to read, after you're full, now you get to read, and like, you know how when you, when you get full, like you're just kind of, you're not as, you know, you can't move around, you know what I'm saying, like you're, you're just full, and I believe the Holy Spirit was telling me, you know, you're full physically, and now you're going and trying to get into the Word. Why not, before you get in the Word, spend that time with me? You guys know, when you're worrying about something, when you're worrying somebody's in the hospital, somebody's not feeling well, when you're worrying, are you thinking about food? Are you you thinking about food? You're not thinking about food. You're not thinking about what to eat. In the same way, when our minds are filled with, you know, with either worry we're not thinking about ourselves. We're not thinking about food. But when our, when our minds are filled with his word, I mean, we're not thinking about anything else. You know, when, when we get in the word and we're just reading, we're thinking about him. And everything else will happen when it will happen. And so, he, so from that moment, I've just been in the mornings, like, not even eating until I'm, like, in the word, you know. And this is, I don't want you to think I'm over here saying, this is what you need to do. This is not like this, I'm not projecting this on you, I'm just saying, he's been revealing this to me by the Holy Spirit, like, you don't have to fill yourself on food, you can fill yourself in my word, because here's the deal, what did Jesus say to Satan when he was being tempted? He said, Jesus was in the wilderness fasting for 40 days and 40 nights, hungry, he was hungry, Jesus actually was hungry, he felt hungry like a man, he was hungry, and Jesus said, hey, look, you're the son of man, turn these stones into bread, and you can eat. And Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Is that some kind of just bumper sticker we just put on? It sounds good. That sounds really cool. Is that some kind of cliche, or is that actually life? Or is that actually real, that we can actually live off of his word? where everything in our life can revolve around his word, and we can live off his word. Was he just saying that because it sounded cool, or was he speaking truth? Like, we can live off the word of God. The word of God will sustain us, and it will fill us. 
So that's in regards to seeking his face. But maybe that's not you. Maybe, you know, you just struggle with trying to find, you know, time to spend with the Lord. Your schedule's different. Uh, in a new season, maybe you're not sure how to study the Bible. Uh, you're not sure where to start. But however you're dealing with it, you know, God wants to expose us in the area of not only uh, humility and prayer, but also seeking his face. What that looks like, what that really looks like for us to seek his face. Um, and he addresses uh, John 5, 39. Um, Jesus is addressing the Pharisees. He says, you study scriptures diligently because you think that in them you have eternal life. These are the very scriptures that testify about me, yet you refuse to come to me to have life. So Jesus is inviting us, and he's always inviting us to come to him, to not do the things that appear to be godly, but come to him, not just come to church, you know, for the just, just this month of October because we're doing it, not being here, but coming here because, man, I'm with my brothers and my sisters. We're fellowshipping. He wants us to go to him. So how do, we, how do we seek his face? How do we seek his face? Well, we do it by turning away from our God-forgetting ways. Turning away from our God-forgetting ways, our wicked ways. And I think we all struggle with this, forgetting God, you know, not always including him, not always um, giving him glory, not always praying. And I believe he wants to expose that as well. Like how do we not, how do we include him in everything that we do? He wants to expose that. And Jesus, he demonstrated in his most weakest moments, he demonstrated what prayer looks like. In his most weakest moments, he demonstrated what humility, humility looks like. In his weakest moments, he demonstrated all that to us, what seeking God's face looks like. When he's being tempted by the devil. I mean, that's some real humility. You're the son of God. Like, you're Jesus. You created everything. You created everything. You created this angel who turned his back on you and took a third of the angels with him. You created. And then you're going to be tempted by him? But you're God. You are God. That humility that he would take the form of a man and be tempted by Satan? But he is, that humility, I mean, he demonstrated it for us in his most weakest moments to be tempted by Satan. Why would he do that? Why would he allow himself to be tempted? It's a deep love in his heart. A deep love in his heart and a desire for relationship with us. To show us how we can overcome and he was on the cross. He was on the cross, and he prayed. He prayed, Father, forgive them. Forgive the people that were, that slandered you, that spit on you, that reject. Forgive these people for they don't know what they're doing. He showed, he showed us in his weakest moments how to pray and how to seek the face of God. 2 Corinthians 13, 4 says this. For to be sure, he was crucified in weakness, yet he lives by God's power. Likewise, we are weak in him, yet by God's power we will live with him 
and I'm dealing with you. God is wanting to show us our weaknesses so that his glory can be clearly seen, so that he can be seen in our lives. God wants to expose the areas of our life where we are lacking, not to condemn us, not to judge us, but to say, look, there you can, people will see me more clearly when you are weak, when you don't got it, when you don't have the answers, when you don't know what to do with your kids, with your spouse, with the next season of your life. When you are weak, I will be strong. And he says this. This is in 2 Corinthians chapter 12. This, Paul was asking God three separate times, whatever it was. People don't know exactly what he suffered with, but he was suffering with something. You know, some people believe it was like something in his eye because, you know, he got blind when he met the Lord. He was, he was blinded. Like, Lord, take away this, take, it, take this away. Take this thorn in the flesh, take it away. And this is what God told Paul. This is what God revealed to Paul that we have today. He said, but he said to me, after I asked him multiple times to take this thorn in the flesh, take it away, God. Let me be strong, God. My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Some of, of what the definition of weakness is, weakness, illness, suffering, calamity, frailty. And I really like this definition, want of strength. Want to have strength. Who doesn't want to have strength? for their friends who are going through it? Who doesn't want to have strength for their spouse who they're supposed to love? Who doesn't want to have strength to give wisdom to people who are in desperate need of it? Who doesn't want to have strength for people who are lost to say the right things, to point them to Jesus? But he said, my power is actually made perfect in your weakness, in your illness, in your suffering, in your calamity, in your frailty when you see the brokenness of your own self. So this was his conclusion. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses. Why? So that Christ's power may rest on me. Christ's power. Not my own strength, not my own wisdom, not my own understanding, but Christ's strength, Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, for the purpose of, for the interest of Christ, I delight myself in weaknesses. What? In weaknesses? Really, God? You don't want us to be this courageous, bold Christian, sharing the faith, doing all we can to share the gospel, living on fire for you always? I delight myself in weakness, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. God wants to be clearly seen in our lives. And he does this through showing us the nakedness, the brokenness of our own hearts. As we've been going through this journey, you know, our prayer is that it has been for you the Lord just teaching you as you've been teaching me in regards to all these issues of what it means to follow Jesus. 
Am I actually following Jesus and in the way the Bible clearly teaches? Do I have idols set up in my life? Am I putting anything before God? Do I actually humble myself before the Lord? Am I praying in the way I should? Do I seek God's face? Am I turning away from my wicked ways? And this is not a checklist to say, do these things and you'll be a perfect Christian. But this is just lining ourselves up with his word. And as we go through this journey, as we go through this process, man, God is going to be clearly seen in our body. In our midst, he's going to be clearly be seen as we are doing this right here. And we're so grateful that you guys have decided to come on this journey with us. To wake up earlier than you normally would. To come in the early morning service and discuss the word afterwards. We're so grateful for you guys to do this. And so that's my prayer. That's our desire is that God be glorified in this. In our weaknesses, God be glorified. People would see him in your life when we're weak. Amen. Join me in prayer. Father God, thank you so much. Thank you so much for who you are, Lord. Thank you that you are, you don't ever change. You are the same today, yesterday, and forever. Thank you, Father God, that you are faithful when we are faithless. You remain faithful for you. You cannot deny yourself. Thank you, Jesus, for the truth of your word that will set us free, God. Your word will set us free. Thank you, Father God, that you are exposing these issues in our life, in our hearts, in our minds. Lord, to lead us back to you so that people can see you instead of us, Lord God. The world is dying to see you, not more of our flesh, but you in our life, Lord Jesus. So, Father God, continue to have your way. Continue to have your way, Lord Jesus as we surrender and allow ourselves to be exposed by the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father God, for your love that endures forever and your mercies that are new every morning. We give you this time, Lord, and we ask that you would just be glorified as we go through these groups and that um, for the rest of the day, Lord, we would just seek you. Thank you, Father, for who you are. In your holy name we pray. Amen.